Good morning, good morning. <laughs> I trust you're ready for the Word of God today. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm, I, I thought about myself this morning, I, you know, like we never think about ourselves, but, you know, uh, <laughs> we think about ourselves every day, all day, pretty much. But, uh, and I, I thought about preaching, and I wasn't even going to say this, so anyway, uh, it was like, I, I, and the last time I, I, I brought the word a couple of weeks ago, and it was, it's just what I am. I am a, a man with a bunch of notes, and that's it. Okay, <laughs> anything else you get out of it is God. Amen. It's only by God. And I thank God for the anointing. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to bring his message, to bring the gospel, to bring his word. And what does that mean to you and I? That means that he's ordained it, he's planted it as a part of his program, and that's the way, and there is only that which you're going to be able to receive. You're only going to be able to receive it if you're listening to a preacher somewhere. Now, who's a preacher? Well, we'll come to that in a few minutes. You're going to find out that we all are, but it's the Word of God, and if he planned it that way, you ain't going to get around it. Now, he's planned other ways of getting his message of prayer and, and, and the word and all that. But there is the word that you will not get in your life unless you uh, get with God's program and listen to the preaching. Amen. 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 <laughs> That's a good way to say pay attention. All right. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. I want to pray first. And then we've got two, two statements I want to cover for an introduction. Father, we just thank you for this message here this morning. And I thank you for the anointing to bring the message. And I thank you for the anointing in the house. I thank you for the glory cloud. I thank you for your perfect will being done. I thank you, God, for the anointing to hear the word of the Lord. I thank you for the anointing to hear the word of the Lord upon this congregation and everyone that will hear on the Internet and even in the future. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you the praise and the glory. Amen. Amen. So as a way of review... Uh, we won't take at least these two, two statements we had from the first time around. It says, throughout the Bible, we find references to the secret place. In the secret place, there is special protection and provision for those who would believe God and trust Him to be their God in every situation and circumstance. So as we talk about these things and give these definitions and talks about the attributes and the characteristics of the secret place with God, I trust that it will give you a hunger and a thirst to go there. I trust that it will cause you to have a revelation and understanding of what it's about and what God has ordained in that special place, in that room, for you and Him to come and be together. So in that secret place, there's protection, there's a provision, uh, and... When we believe in Him, our faith increases for every situation and circumstance. The next statement. The secret place is a place in God where we know that God has everything under control. For we are convinced of it in our heart and there is no worry, no concern, no fretting over our circumstances and troubles. We have the calm assurance that all is well. Well, as I was reading that, I got this thought. And uh, one of the things that I realized that when I preach the Word of God, when, when a thought comes, most of the time, because sometimes, you, you know, but, you know, 90, 95% plus time, uh, God, God, you know, God's in control. And, uh, and, and I was just sitting there, and I thought, and I said, okay, in all my circumstances, okay, all right, I've got this big problem at the house. I've got to get that fixed, and I've got contractors coming over to do some work. I've got to figure out how to pay for that. So then the air conditioning goes out, and now I've got to figure out how to pay for that. And it's hot, and I can't sleep. And that's trust him that everything's going to be all right. The finances will be there. Amen. Everything is needed. It'll be there. You'll get through it. And we are assured of that. And as you go in that secret place with him, he takes care of it. So God is calling us to the secret place to have fellowship and to empower us and to prepare us. He wants to prepare us for our future. 
He wants to prepare us for what's coming in the body of Christ. We talked about that last week, but what is happening, this uh, outpouring of God in the days that we're living in, if we want to be a part of it, we're going to find the secret place. The benefits of the secret place, uh, and we, we got that this is, this is the first one. We hadn't been able to cover, uh, we've talked about a lot of it, but here's the first benefit, and this is where our prayers all of our prayers are answered, and supernatural power is released in our words. Now, we kind of introduced that just a little bit last, uh, two weeks ago, uh, but it, it's in that secret place where the power of God is released, and our prayers, all of our prayers are answered. Now, we understand, just listen to the first time you understand what that means about all the prayers answered. So, uh, th- and there's power that comes out of our mouths. But there's a major hindrance when it comes to, there's, there's lots of hindrances, but there's a major one that I see and that I want to talk to as a part of this. If we're going to be able to go into the holy place and become in the presence of God and begin to speak in a manner with, through the Holy Spirit and begin to pray and see the power of God released in our prayers, we've got to get rid of hindrances. We've got to get rid of mindsets and things that, take, that, that is in our lives so that we can pray effectively and see the power of God released. So one of, the, one of the things that I see, one of the hindrances, and I can see it as a primary hindrance, and it's something that we all have to deal with. And that goes back to even the beginnings of days of our lives. And in our lives that we begin to grow up, they are those things which were spoken over us or to us. Words that were spoken to us that became lodged within us that we believed uh, that maybe that was what we are or who we are. Uh, These are words that I would say are contrary to the Word of God. It's those destructive words that may have come from people who loved you, people of authority, people who cared for you, uh, people that had meaning in your life, but yet they spoke words and they were wrong words. They're not in line with the Word of God and it has effect on how we pray. So this, is, this needs to be removed out of our lives. And, of course, in the holy place, God will take care of that. And we're gonna, and there's, but there's four different ways that I'm going to take a look at here quickly in which God comes in and begins to renew our mind, our mind, will, and emotions, and begins to deal with those uh, issues or those thought patterns that is contrary to the Word of God. So there's four, 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 four ways. Number one, God can remove them uh, from you uh, in just in a service. Uh, God supernaturally just comes in and removes it uh, in, a, in a worship service, just like here. Or someone lays hands on you, God pray, and they pray over you, and God just sets you free and removes that from you. Re, uh, your mind is renewed, and there's no residue, and it's taken away, and it doesn't affect the way you pray. Now, I'm going to just give you a little example of, of this, and this is kind of an extreme example, not, not that m- most of you would ever go through anything like this, but there was a missionary that someone brought to my house one day, and we were, we were having our Friday night intercessory prayer in a little uh, 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 townhouse over in Lake Ridge, and they brought this missionary, and they said, uh, uh, he, needs to be, he needs to be set free. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, he was in Africa, and he had some encounters with some witch, witches and witchcraft. And he has been bound up and not, and not been the same since. He can't pray. He can't do anything. Just, and, and so oppressed. Uh, and it's been almost a year. And they said, well, I, uh, we, we've taken him too. And they begin to name all the name brand preachers that you've seen on TV and the faith, this and that. And, and they had taken him to, this, to these places. And they said, nothing's, nothing's happened. Uh, he hasn't got set free. And I said, well, why did you bring him here? Why did you bring him, bring him here? He said, well, we heard. We heard that people were getting set free. And they brought him. We prayed for him. And God touched him and set him free. Simple as that. He was set free. And I, I began to think about that. And says, why was... Now, here is the words. They were, and they told me some of the words that the, the uh, witchcraft doctor, whatever, had said to him. And he just couldn't get past those words. They just kind of, they stuck with him. So here is the, the enemy speaking against someone, a man of God, and to bind them up. But at the same time, we, let's just go back to those words that have been spoken over you over the years in your life and, and those kind of things and how they may stick with you. And you just can't seem to get past it. Well, 
the reason he got set free that night and he didn't get set free to the other places, God showed me that he was going and he had faith, but he was having faith or they were having faith in man. Now, these ministries are good ministries. They've seen a lot of people like that set free, but uh, they were having, but when they came to it, we have no name, and they only, the only thing there was God himself, and the only answer was God. So, therefore, he was having full faith, and they brought him, were having faith in God, and God, and we were having faith in God, and that's why he was set free. So when you need something from God, make sure that even as you go to those and God wants you to have confidence and faith in other people's prayers, but your full faith and confidence is not in their faith or confidence. Your faith is in him and him alone. Can you say amen? So that, that's what took care of that problem out there. So God can just do that in a service like that. Number two, uh, you can use the word of God to renew your mind, again, which is a part of your soul, to take what the word and take what the word of God has to say about you and just renew your mind by it now we talk about that a lot taking the word of God and what the word says about you that you're above only not believe you're the child of God he cares for you he protects you he sets you above he defeats the enemy puts the enemy underneath your feet uh, he, he you're the apple of his eye he loves you he'll never forsake you his mercy will never uh, run out in your life his grace is with you from now and forever you know all, all these kind of things like that and you can be renewed in your mind. So let's take that verse, one of my favorite verses, Romans 12 and 2. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now you say, Pastor Hall, don't you get tired of that verse? You use it all the time. Pastor TJ uses it all the time. Everybody uses it. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't get tired of it at all because it has gotten me out of the pit many, many times. It has taken me out of so many circumstances and so many problems when I would take that word and I would, give, I would uh, apply that word to what's taking place in my life and find the word in my mind would be renewed totally. So, number three, godly counsel. Now, people uh, can be set free and these things can come off of you through godly counsel. Brenda and I have done that quite a few times uh, in our counseling service. Pastor Carrie Ann, TJ, and Justin Kelly, others, you know, in the council with somebody to, to help them and our elders here. And uh, during that time, uh, you know, they, of course, can pray with them, but they can talk through that and give the Word of God. And we see people set free and delivered from uh, those word curses. And basically, that's what it is, word curses. And just like that witchcraft gave, it was a word curse. But those words that we hear, even from people in our lives that we love and so forth, have spoken over us words. They, they, they are a curse, can be a curse. And uh, God gives the power to set free. So he can do that uh, by uh, personally counseling. Number four, you can pray in the spirit until the spirit becomes pre the predominant force in your life. Your spirit dominates not your soul. This happens in the secret place. You begin to pray in the Spirit until the Spirit of God begins to dominate your spirit. Your mind is transformed and the Spirit, your spirit, now instead of your mind being in control, your mind so much gets in our way and our mind gets in control and we're thinking this and we're thinking that. And this hinders us in our time of prayer. And today, God wants to set the captive free. He wants to set us free when we don't even know we're captive. Many a times, we don't even realize these things. So many times, I've come before God in, the, in that secret place and begin to pray and get in His presence. And He began to show me things. He begins to talk to me about things that, that affected my life that I didn't even realize were affecting my life. But I began to, and God began to point that out. So I began to deal with it. And God began to deal with it right there. He began to show me the truth and show me and that I could be set free. And when I was set free, then I began to think differently. I, I began to be able to communicate with God. And uh, receive from Him in a way that I couldn't receive before. Because those doubts and unbelief that was standing in the way was no longer standing in the way. So in that secret place, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, and then our spirit begins to dominate over our flesh, over our emotions, and, of course, over our mind. 
So the idea then is to be get set free into a place where we can operate in the Spirit and in the gifts of the anointing or the gifts of the Spirit. To be able to operate in those. To see the power of God released in our eyes. Uh, and so we release our soul unto the Lord so that the Spirit is in control of the mind, the will, and the emotions. Amen. And then when you're there, there's a different kind of relationship. There's a, uh, there's a flow that's there. How many times are you going, I'm not getting anywhere. You know, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about what you're trying to do, but I can't get there. Now, I'm going I'm to explain. I'm going to give you an example here, which would give you an example of, 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 of how much change God can bring into an individual's life when they go and find that secret place. One day, I received a phone call. I was living in Tennessee, and someone said, hey, there's a revival taking place over in Knoxville. Uh, let's go to church. Let's go to the revival. I said, well, sure. Says, I'm, uh, they said, I'm hearing all kinds of wonderful things happening, miracles. People are getting set free. I said, wow, that sounds great. I said, uh, what's the name of the church? And they told me the name of the church. And I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. That church don't even believe in any of that stuff. They said, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's happening. They said, they got this guy there, and, and, and he just gets up. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I'm ready for that. Let's go. So uh, when I got there, that's what the guy did. He, did. he would just get up. They would preach about two songs. And then, then he would just stand here, open up the Bible. And he first gave, you know, the disclaimer. <laughs> which was really a warning. And he says, I, I'm going to just begin to talk about the word. I'm going to give out the word of God. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. People are going to begin to set free. People who have spirits in them are going to come out. Addictions, the things are going to come off of them. I said, don't be concerned about that. If someone next to you starts to cry out or scream, don't worry about that. It'll be all right. God's just setting them free and all that. Everything will be just fine. And uh, this is going to begin to happen. Uh, you know, at, at whenever God gets ready for it, it's just going to begin to happen. And I'm I'm just going to keep going on and then you know uh, we may come to the altar do whatever so he starts off and he starts going about 45 minutes now he's going an hour hour and a half okay you know because they cut the worship shirt they cut everything out and he just got right into the word of God and somewhere in there the next thing you know you start hearing somebody cry out and you start seeing somebody over here pop up and somebody over there and somebody just comes out and just falls over in the aisle and and God is setting them free they're getting healed they're getting delivered all these kind of things are taking place in their lives and uh it's, it, it's just totally exciting. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Now, I'm going to pray right now. I, 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 am, I am sensing something that I did not sense a couple of weeks ago. And there's some opposition. I've prayed against all kinds of opposition. There's a spirit of slumber that's come upon the church. I can see it right now. I'm going to take authority over that right now. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over the spirit of slumber. I take authority over every hindering spirit, and I command it to go in Jesus' name. For the word of God will come forth and accomplish that which God intends. And now I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for the release of the anointing to hear and receive the word of God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So, this man intrigued me, that minister. I said, I want to know about his life. After the service, they went back and bought a cassette tape back in the day of tapes. And uh, it was his testimony. So, I took it home and I listened to his testimony. And in his testimony, he starts out, well, I was in this mental institution. My life was over. Everything was gone. I had nothing. And I was in a lockdown mental institution. He says, but somewhere, some reason why, he said only because God's will. He broke out of that place. He climbed over the fences, over into the interstate, busy interstate, and if I told you what he told me next, you wouldn't believe it. But anyway, he got to the other side, and it was a miracle that he got to the other side. God protected him. And after that, he went into the secret place of the Lord. Now, he didn't call it that. He just went into the presence of God, and his whole life was transformed to point now where he's standing before, in that time, hundreds of people, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, it matters not what you've been through. It matters not what you're going through. It matters not how severe it might be. 
And I got excited about this part right here because I know that God is releasing the power of God to set the captive free, to deliver, and to change people's lives like never before. Psalms 40, verse 1 through 3. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear, and shall trust in the Lord. He said, many shall see it in fear. Now, it's not the kind of bad fear. It's the reverence of God, knowing that God has done something miraculous. This was my daddy, or this was my mama, or that was my son, or that was my daughter that got set free, and something miraculous has taken place in their life because I know what they've been through, and I know the torment that's been in their life, and I know that something has happened. And it can only be God and God alone. That's what I'm talking about when that's what this verse is talking about. I was in a pit at one time in my life and God took me out of that pit and I came out of that pit through the secret place. And from out of that pit, I began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. When things were not going good in my life, I went into the pulpit and began to preach because of what God had already done in my heart. And people began to be blessed in East Tennessee in the different churches that I began to preach in. Because God had done something in my life, and not everybody, they didn't know my circumstances, but someone did. And my family knew, and my sister and others knew what I had been through. And they knew God had done something supernatural. And in my intercession time and prayer time, I've shared this with here. I might as well share it again for those that hadn't heard it. But I began to pray and seek God. And I would pray all day for eight hours. Sometimes it seemed like at least two or three hours. And I would be praying and seeking God, and God would, would speak to me and help me in so many different ways. But then he began to speak to me that I, uh, basically I was praying too much for myself, just quit. I didn't need to do that. And just begin to, I just began to praise and worship God. And instead, and then, then I, I got a prayer list. I began to pray for other people. And then eventually uh, what happened was my sister got a phone call. And they wanted to know if she was my, you know, Tony was her brother. And yeah, uh, okay, well, he's the one that's praying, right? Well, yeah, what are you talking about? Uh, see, the word that got around, somebody was praying. And, and, and that, that's kind of weird to me. But... Uh, but isn't it time for the, for the world to, to get the word that the church is praying, that the body of believers are praying? Not only are they praying, but God is answering those prayers and setting people free. Why? Because they've been, we've been bound ourselves and God has set us free as well. Amen. Amen. All right, we're talking about the benefits or the benefit of uh, answered prayer and release of prayer in the secret place. So the number one way to participate in the supernatural is praying in tongues. It's the easiest way for someone to experience the supernatural is by praying in the Spirit and praying in tongues. When you begin to pray in tongues, praying in the Spirit... What begins to happen, there is a transfer that begins to take place. A transfer of the supernatural into the physical realm. A transfer of the will of God into your life and others' lives. A transfer of the blessings and the benefit of God through that time into other people's lives. It is a transfer. It's a supernatural thing that takes place. So it's the number one way of walking in the Spirit and in the supernatural is by praying in the Holy Ghost. It's the power of God living, working through you, the power of God speaking through you, and walking through you. In this time, in the intercessory prayer, and in that time of prayer, there's a revealing of the destiny 
And God reveals to you your destiny. He begins to speak mysteries through, to you and through you. Romans 8, 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit also helps our weaknesses. So again, praying in the Spirit in the holy place works and helps in all of our weaknesses. But what does it say? Who does it say in this verse? But the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us. So it's the Spirit of God. That's capitalized F. It's the Spirit of God making intercession for us. Can I say this today? Tongues are for today. Tongues are for today. No wonder the devil wants to fight and fights against speaking in tongues. Because when you speak in tongues, we'll find more in the scripture, it's the Holy Ghost. You're speaking to God. You're not speaking to man. It's God speaking through you. You're, you and, and just to the benefits we just now heard there and just read in the scripture of God, it's speaking through us. And if someone would teach, oh, well, the scripture says over in Corinthians that tongues would cease. Well, that same verse says also knowledge would cease. Well, neither one of them have ceased. Have you noticed knowledge hasn't ceased lately? Uh, that it's continued to increase? <laughs> the tongues have ceased. But he says it will cease. And there will become a time when tongues will cease and knowledge will cease because we will all be where there will be no need for all these different languages. Do you remember when the languages of the world got started? The Tower of Babel. And when they began. And God said, uh, you know, they're in unity and one mind and one accord. And, and no matter they could, do all, they could do anything. Man could do anything. So he confounded their languages and all these different languages began to come. But when we get in heaven thereafter, that'll cease. We'll have the heavenly language. It'll be the best language there is. And knowledge, we'll have all knowledge. Can you say amen? All knowledge will be right there before us. And uh, we'll be ever learning, but we'll have all that knowledge. So all of that will cease as far as it comes. And this is the reason that, uh, well, the devil tries to fight it, to say that it's not for today. You're speaking out of God's heart when you pray in the Holy Spirit. You're speaking his desires. It's the most valuable, important thing you can do. And the enemy hates it. The enemy hates it when you begin to pray like that and get in the presence of God and God begins to, to reveal the mysteries. God begins to speak to you. God begins to speak through you. He, he, he hates that. And he sees the, he knows that power is being released, that you're being changed. You're being changed into the image, even just like Jesus Christ. And in the past, he only had one Jesus to deal with. But after that day of Pentecost, and after that, now he has many sons and daughters of God that he has to deal with. And, and here's another one that's getting hold of the power of God. Here's another one that's moving into the presence of God. And here's a group of people that believe in speaking in that unknown tongue that I hate so much because I don't know what they're saying I don't know where it's coming from and this stuff comes out of their mouths that I've never heard of even and it defeats me and all my imps and that's why the devil hates it so much and that's why he fights it so much and that's why there's such a reproach against it but I want you to know and realize that God is bringing the truth forth in a great and mighty way in this next move of God the Holy Ghost and fire it'll not just be the Holy Spirit, but the fire's coming with it. Can you say amen? Uh, yeah, you get the Spirit of God when you get saved, but there's a fire that needs to come, uh, and the Holy Ghost is that fire, and the cloven tongues of fire that came down on the day of Pentecost, uh, and when that cloven tongues of fire come in on the day of Pentecost, then, hallelujah, the power's released. They went out into the streets, and in the streets uh, they, they began to hear their language, uh, which they knew that person didn't know their language, speaking the great things of God and they began to hear the high praises of God and they began to see a people that wasn't afraid of anything even though people were being slain for believing in Christ they were proclaiming who Christ was all of these things were happening and the devil couldn't take that he doesn't like that he says you speak mysteries you know I, I prayed a prayer here at the beginning of the message and, and I made an emphasis about 
uh, the anointing to be released. Now, we'll, there's another benefit in the, in the secret place that we'll not get to. It'll be another day, but that's the anointing in the secret place. And, uh, but, uh, but I prayed for the, um, I prayed for the anointing for you to hear the Word of God. Now, this week, I was, I was listening to an anointed preacher. And he opened up with his prayer, and he prayed, God, for the anointing to preach the word. Then he prayed for the anointing to, uh, to hear the word, to receive the word. I said, hey, that's pretty good. i got to remember that. So a couple, uh, day before yesterday, I put my message on that I preached here two weeks ago. And as I, was, uh, I, I, I listened to it again, so when I got to the part where I prayed, guess what I prayed? I prayed for the anointing to hear the word. I said, well, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And you know what that told me? I said, I began to think about it. I said, God, I, I said, you know, I heard this guy say it, and I thought, I, ne- I, ne- I didn't think I ever even thought about that. And here I am. I, I, I did that. Uh, and, and you know what God began to, to, to reveal to me? He began to say to me, he says, this is, this is my will. This is part of the plan. That I, have, that I have ordained for, the, for what's coming. And for my people to be prepared, they have to have an anointing to hear what I am bringing out in this day and hour. There has to be an anointing in that. And he says, and, and what, was going, what you prayed was from the anointing. And that was me speaking. That was not you. That was God. He said, because I must have that anointing in the earth. So that tells me something else too. That everything originates from God. There's nothing original in, in us or in me. It originates from God. So what all we do is, all we do is yield to him and he will begin to give the words and the power of the word of God to to prepare us and to give us the message that he wants us to receive so that we can be prepared to receive and be what he is bringing and the power that he's bringing in see what will happen is when you get into that holy place and you begin to pray and you begin to seek God, and the mysteries of God begin to come forth, and these things begin to, to come forth, you'll begin to say things that you have, that you have no idea. That, uh, things will come out of your mouth that you, that you haven't thought of before. You'll have, you, well, where did that come from? You'll realize it's coming from God. It's, it, because it's all good things. It's supernatural things. It's wisdom it's those kind of things coming out of you, and it's coming out of you because you've been in the secret place, and the Holy Spirit has been in you, and you're speaking out now the heart of God, and He's bringing forth the truth, giving you victories and prosperity. So, these are some of the blessings in the holy place. All right. <laughs> the next benefit is the benefit of blessings. So we're going to cover just a little bit of this one. The benefit of blessings in the secret place. Now everybody wants to be blessed. I want to be blessed. But I'm going to read from the Passion Translation in Psalms 36 verse 10. It says, Lord, keep pouring out your unfailing love on those who are near you. Release more of your blessings to those who are loyal to you. Release more of your blessings to those that are now, this is an Old Testament scripture. This is those that before the veil was written to, but they could come into the holy place. Uh, they they couldn't, and, and so what we see here: bless, m- release more of the blessings to those that are loyal to you. But in Ephesians chapter one verse three is our New Testament scripture, which says, "Blessed be the Father, and." Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So when we're in the secret place, blessings are released. So who have blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Didn't the scripture tell us that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places? In that secret place is where we get taken to a heavenly place. And there's where the blessings that are released in our lives. James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, 
with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. So all the blessings of God are good. All the blessings of God are perfect. All of these, and they're yea and amen. The promises of God are yea and amen. When you see these scriptures here, uh, we understand that the perfection or God's gifts are perfect for us. The blessings that he has for us are perfect for us. And it's not like when we see a um, commercial or when we read a contract. With God's blessings, there's no small print. Because the big print giveth and the small print taketh away. But with God, all of the blessings of God are yea and amen. And they're good. Can you say amen? All right, I, I, I am going to have to change a bunch of stuff right now. And I think we need to go all the way. I got pages here. And uh, I want us to go to the very last verse. Very last verse. Revelations 21. Verse 5. I wasn't going to preach on this verse. I was just going to use it to close with. Revelations 21 verse 5. It says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Behold, I make all things new. He did not say, I am making all new things. Because if he was making all new things, that means all the old stuff gets discarded. But he's making all things new. That means he's taking all the old stuff that's me and you. He makes all things new. In this time that we're living in, there is a transformation that must take place, that has to take place. And God says in this time that I'm going to make all things new. God is saying to us here today that his desire is to make us new. And to make everything new about us. The body of Christ has to be changed and transformed. The body of Christ has to be seen differently. The body of Christ has to be seen in a way in which God has ordained the body for it. The vision, God has a vision for the body of Christ. He has, it is his body. And you know, anytime that you would take a look at your body, you know, we got all kinds of issues. You know, we look in the mirror and we go, oh, forget it, don't even want to look at it. Uh, you know, we try to paint it up, fix it up, whatever the case might be, make more grow, whatever the case. You know, we, we, we want it to look good. Okay, all right, give up on that. Let's just put some good hot clothes on or something, you know, to make us look better, feel better, a nice suit, tie, whatever, to make us feel better. We want, we, we want you know, uh, we want the best. Now, God knows the imperfections that we have in our eyes. But he, we've been made in his image. And he loves us and he cares for us. But I'm not talking about the physical. I'm talking about the spiritual. And could you say that even in our spiritual many times, it looks, it is in pretty much the same, you know, a condition. It can be conditioned like the physical. Got issues, got problems, uh, got things that I'd like to see differently, things that need to be changed. Definitely would like to be walking more presence and power of God. Definitely want to see more signs, wonders, and miracles. Want to see the delivering power of God. Want to see all this kind of stuff. Well, how much more the heart of God is that He wants to see how He wants to see the body, His body of Christ. How He wants to see you. What He's planned and ordained for you. See, there's a mindset that has to be changed, and I'm, I'm praying God change my mindset. And in the holy places where our mindset gets changed, we begin to see what could be. We can begin to see what God wants. We begin to see 
an image of ourselves differently. We begin to think like God thinks. We begin to see like God thinks. And we begin to see ourselves differently. Not only we see ourselves differently, all of a sudden there's a release of power. There's a release of the will of God that makes us different. And now we are different. And now we are talking differently. We are thinking differently. We are acting differently. We are standing on the Word of God like never before. We now have an influence of the Holy Ghost in our life like never before. We are that. We are changed. And we go from glory to glory. One of the other scriptures, we're changed from glory to glory. And this is the plan and the will of God. And this is His will for you and I. We've got to not be lazy. We've got to not compromise. And if we compromise with the world and the things of the world, you get in a holy place that give you the power over compromising. But what God is looking for and what God has planned and what God is going to do in you and in this church and in many other churches, he is going to change and see people changed. And it's going to happen in churches where they're praying for that, who, who have had their ear open to hear and know that God has got this word, that God has got this plan for the church. So God has got this plan for his church. We've got our ears open. We're listening to hear what God has to say. And we are seeing that God wants to change us and that he wants to make all things new for this is true this is real this is what God's ordained and this is what God has already begun in this church and in the body of Christ and you're going to begin to see it greater than greater than ever before now whenever time I get up here I've got to talk about what God's doing I've got to talk about I, I, I don't have to but I, I just feel like I need to because we need to be awakened and alive to the plan of God God for the future that he has planned for us and you know someone said well I'm tired of talking about what's coming well good I am too it's no longer coming it's here it has already begun it's already happening it's happening in my life it's happening in your life and yeah there, there's some big things happening in other words uh, there's some big breakthroughs that are about to happen in the body of Christ there's some big breakthroughs in the congregation uh, getting ready to happen so he wants us to be ready for those breakthroughs but those breakthroughs sometimes are supernatural God just comes in and said oh I love you I you know you need my mercy and help and not my compassion passion I care for you I'm just going to do this for you but then most of the time and more often of the time it's like Peter when he was in jail Peter was in jail and they had all these centurion soldiers stacked up and they had him locked up in jail and they didn't uh, uh, and and they uh, you know the, the king or Pharaoh who didn't they were going to didn't want him to get out but the church was praying and the doors were locked and the angel of the Lord came, and he, and he thought he was asleep, and he just walked through, and the door opened up, and he's followed the angel, and then the angel disappeared, and he just, you know, he went over to the other house uh, where they were praying, and he knocked on the door. Now, I, I don't, you know the rest of the story. I want you to consider the two doors. He had two doors that he had to deal with. The first door was the prison that he was in. That door had to be opened. He did not have the ability to do that on his own. In the natural, he was totally bound up, and there was no way he was getting out. And then God said, I've heard the prayer, but he goes, Come on, Peter. It's not time for you to die. And he took him out. Supernatural. Yes, God will do, and you can be assured that those kind of things are getting ready to happen. And that door is open, and you're going to see it, and you're going to be amazed. You're going to be amazed. You're going to be just like, open up the Bible. This is just like in the Bible, something great and fantastic like the Bible. You're going to just go, wow, 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 wow. And that's going to speak volumes to this generation that's alive today around the world. But then there's a second door. Now, when Peter went to that second door, he had some opposition to get through. He had to knock on that door for that door to be open. He had to do something. He had to lift up his hand. He had to do something. And what I'm talking about now, and God is saying, yeah, I'm going to do some supernatural for you. 
But there's something else. You're, you're going to come to another door. And you've got to walk through this door. You've got to knock on this door. You've got to take the power of my word. You've got to have my word. And when they say, who is it? it, it oh, this is Peter, he said. Well, they didn't believe it, but this is Tony. Hey, hey, I'm here. Open that door. This is Robbie. I'm here. Open that door. Devil, you got to get out of the way. Unbelief's got to get out of the way. Unbelief was in the way of opening that door, but it finally opened. But we've got to do something. He could have said, oh, well, well, I'll go to another house. But that's what God is saying here today. And this is the message today. To call us into that holy place where the power and the word of God can be released in our lives in such a way that we ourselves around about those around us that they will see and the world will see and what the world will see is what's happened in our life and it will be identified back with that great event that God has done already the things that they have seen that God has done supernaturally to speak to the whole world to begin to open up a door of utterance begin to open up a light begin to open up who God is to the whole world then they're going to see you and what's happened in your life what's going on about you even strangers are going to look at you and say well I don't know anybody else like this I don't know anybody else who got this kind of presence of God and power and love and peace I, you know I just feel good being around them I don't know anybody I can go with this house over here and I don't feel so good I can go with that house over there but when I go to their house when Joe and Tracy has a party and brings all these people in, there's something, uh, it feels different in their house, not because there's a bunch of people, because there's, uh, it feels different in this house than maybe my house or somebody else's house. That because that house has an anointing over it. That house is a house of prayer. And it's just like you and I, it says we ourselves are to be a house of prayer. He says, let my, my church, my house, be a house of prayer. Well, we are his house, and we are a house of prayer, and there's an anointing upon us. And this is what God is saying. I'm calling you to this. I'm calling you to this walk. I've told you that there's nothing too hard. Nothing too hard that I cannot deal with. I can take the, um, that man out of the, out of the mental institution. And I can take him out of those chains. And I can set him totally free. And I can use him to set masses of people free. I, I, you know, this is what God can do. And this is what God will do. This is what he has to do. This is what he's planned to do. And therefore, he's calling us to that secret place. Because in that secret place, I have people come and they want, they want to know what the will of God is for their life. Well, one of the things we found out, whatever is on your heart, whatever floats your boat, whatever that gives you, excites you, whatever, you know, you're doing in, in the things of God, that, you know, that, that's part of the will of God in your life. But people want to know the will of God. You get in the secret place. God begins to reveal the will of God. And you, say, you hear this message and say, okay, God, what is it about me specifically that you want done in my life? I'm just a high school kid. Or uh, I, I'm, I'm retired and don't, you know, or I'm this or that. Or I'm just busy trying to make all the ends meet. But what do you specifically have and want for me? When you go in that holy place, God... God will begin to reveal to you. Now, he's not, probably not going to tell you, go start a church or something like that. He's probably going to tell you, he's going to use you to, uh, to use by him to speak to others. He's going to use you with that anointing, the change and the transformation in your life. And it's going to bring a joy in your life that you have never tasted of before. So that's what this message is about. And I pray that the anointing to hear what God is saying, that you will go to the, find that secret place. Let God empower you. Let Him charge you up with the anointing, with the power of God, and with the will of God and the destiny of God for you in this last day move of God. Understand, you have not missed it. 
understand it's not too late at all. You're right in a good place, right where you are right now. All we need to do is obey God. Everybody stand. He's making all things new. And that means you and I. Making us new like Him. In all of His perfection. In all His holiness. He says, be ye holy as I am holy. I said, God, how does that happen? In the holy place and in that secret place, there's, a, there's an influence of God. There's a transference. I didn't get to that, but there's transference of who God is into your life. His holiness is transferred more and more into his life. That's how it's done. And he will give you the desires of your heart. And the desires of your heart will be the perfect will of God, which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And you'll be able to prove, in other words, do that perfect will of God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we worship you today. We thank you, God. We thank you for your holy presence. We thank you for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of the Word of God. I pray, God, that you would touch us now as we pray and seek your face, Lord, that we do your will. Your will, O oh God, in all things, in Jesus' name. Lord, our hearts cry out to you, and we desire to be a part of this move of God. And Lord, to have our part in it and, and do the fullness of what you've desired for us in this time. God, we make a commitment to you, Lord, to go find the holy place. To go find that secret place to be with you, Lord. We make a commitment, God, to be with you every day. Every day. God, I pray for a hunger and thirst upon every one of us. Lord, do a work in us, a hunger and thirst to be after you, Father. In Jesus' name. Lord, I praise you and I bless you here this day. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you'll take this word and do it, all things will become new. Everything will become new. Everything. If you're sick of this life, then have great joy. Understand it's all about to change because you're going into the secret place and you're going to see where everything has changed. Father, I thank you for that release of your anointing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.